Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mario. On with Mario Lopez. What's up, y'all? Mario Lopez. Joining me now on Zoom, the host of the new Food Network show, Battle of the Decades, my buddy, actor Jonathan Bennett. Welcome back, man. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I was just uh, paying you a compliment, uh, keeping up with you on social. I uh, really admire the hard work and hustle uh, that you display and diverse in your endeavors, uh, which brings us to this new show. Congrats on that. Battle of the decades. Thank you. Well, first of all, no, I have to, I have to, you know, give big claps to you because, like, I was just saying before we started recording that, like, watching your Instagram, watching all the shows you do, you know, access, and then you're shooting the content for access. People don't like. I feel like there's a very small group of people in the world that understand what that entails and how much like energy it is. And like, I'm one of those people that understands it. So I just, everyone listening needs to know Mario deserves a standing ovation because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. So my man, yeah, I love you. I Thank you. <laughs> I okay, love you. I appreciate that. You, Mario, let's talk about my show. Okay, come on. <laughs> yes, sir. That's why we're here. I like the title battle of the decades. Please explain. Okay. So battle of the decades is a new show on a brand new series on food network. And basically <clears throat> What we're doing is we're going in a time capsule every episode and going back in time to a different year. So the upcoming episode we have coming out on uh, Wednesday of next week is 1994. So what was popular in 1994? Well, Seinfeld was. So we've got guest judge Wayne Knight, who played Newman on Seinfeld as our guest judge. And then they're going to have to use food and gadgets from that decade to create something new and, and something inspired. So... For example, we got gadgets like the George Foreman grill. Remember that? I lived on the George Foreman grill. I lived on that. We got the Easy Bake (laughs) Oven. Yeah. We've got the the Snoopy snow cone machine. Remember you put the ice in and you use the Snoopy machine? So you're using all these gadgets from different decades, as well as food from different decades. Like fruit roll-ups came out, so that's going to be one of the ingredients they have to use. Or or they're going to have to use spam, or they're going to have to use 
something from that decade and mash it up. Like on the on the episode coming up Wednesday, it's 1994, so we got Wayne Knight. But what was really popular on Seinfeld? That muffin top episode. Right. So they have to use muffin tops and a George Foreman grill to create something new and inspired in these new dishes. But the fun part is, not only are we taking these chefs back in time, but we're actually using two different generations of chefs. Because how many times, Mario, have you been cooking and, and your kids will be, you, you'll talk about something in the kitchen and your kids are like, what's that? I've never heard of that before. And so that's what we do on this show. We take an old school chef who's been around for a really long time and is very seasoned, and we put them up against, up against or t- team them with, actually, a new school chef. So we have an old, this last episode, we have the old school chef that has been around forever teamed up with the shirtless TikTok chef from TikTok, right? So it's, it's hilarious because he's two, it's a battle of the decades, not just with the year of the food, but the two generations that, that are competing at these challenges. And then to spin it on its head, we do something even better. We flash forward to a viral food sensation. So maybe the accordion potatoes that were viral on TikTok or, um, you know, the, um, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it, Bur- burrata pizza, like the burrata, like all the things that are popular and trending right now, these old school chefs have to then tackle. So we're really just cross-generate, seeing the generational gap between all the cooking and all the chef and the pop culture. Very clever. I love nostalgia, and I love taking a look back at yesteryear. 94 was a great year, too, by the way. Also, the OJ chase happened that yes. year. <laughs> so much stuff you can go to. Fruit roll-ups, it's funny you say that, because I just saw, I'm a, I, I love, I'm a big foodie, and I love following all these um, uh, food accounts, and I saw someone put a sliced mango with a fruit roll-up, put it in tahini. I'm like, oh my god, I want to try that. Right? <laughs> and it looks so, and it looks so good. But that's so, uh, that's so much fun. And I think uh, the back and forth and generational thing is cool. Good for you, man. Um, well, well, one of the funny things that happened with the generational gap on, on on the episode that's coming up. I don't want to spoil it, but I'll I'll say something that was really funny. We they, we gave them the George Foreman grill, and the. The new school chef was told to plug it in and get it go and turn it on. And they literally turned and go, I I don't know how to turn one of these on. And then we're like, have you ever seen a George Foreman before? And they're like, no. So then, and then you have the old school person be like, how have you never seen a George Foreman grow? Like, and then we we have the magic bullet, like all all these things that used to like grow up using. Remember, I mean, Mario, we used to make our protein shakes and magic bullet, man. Are you kidding me? So 94, I lived at a place called Park Point in Burbank on uh-huh. Hollywood Way and um, Verdugo. It was like Melrose Place. Um, the cast, a lot of the cast of um, Days of Our Lives and Fresh Prince, Ryan Seacrest lived too. It was like a bunch of young people just coincidentally happened to live there. And I survived on the George Foreman Grill. I could make everything from grilled cheese, steak, fish, chicken, everything it was the best yep. you had the little dish in the bottom and the grease would go down i'll never forget it, <laughs> it was but there was also thing. something cathartic and nostalgic about like well at the time it was cathartic now it's nostalgic you would take that grease tray after it hardened and you take it over and you take a wet paper towel and you like wipe the tray uh, yeah. out remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Plastic, exactly exactly and you get rid of all the fat and you're like that's not going to my body yeah i've got abs and we found <laughs> the healthiest people one of the greatest inventions ever. Are, are you seeing that older generations have an advantage because of their knowledge and experience, or do the younger generations um, hold their own pretty well? You know, it's really interesting because we make them use these old school things, and then you, what you find in that challenge is a lot of times you think the new school chefs are going to like re, are, are going to like go for the classic, 
but like the the old school chefs actually try to push the envelope on the episodes more than the new school. The new school ones stick to the classics. And so it's really interesting to watch them work together because you would think that the new school chefs would be doing something new and inventive. And they're like, well, no, like one of the episodes, like beef bourguignon, like they're like, no, we just make beef bourguignon. You just make it really well because it's beef bourguignon. That's what people want to eat. So like there's something really cool about like how much, uh, food changes and evolves as the generations happen, as time goes on. But then also the classic things about, about dishes and food that like are timeless, you know, there's, there's, there's a way to fry chicken. That's just the best way. And it's been the best way for years. And so like you just do what, what works sometimes. And so it's fun to see the things that really haven't changed over time. Plus the new inventive things that have changed. But what's the most fun is to watch the two generations bicker in a fun way of like, not remembering movies or TV shows, you sure. know, and what's so fun in the show is we play clips from like, we do, we, we have the Kit Kat commercial. We have the bologna commercial. We, we have all these clips. We play during fun. the show That's fun. to kind of take everyone back to those yeah. years. Like we just had this last episode that was 1990 uh, or 2004. And it was the first year that a camera phone was invented. Wow. And so we brought out the camera phones yeah, and yeah. like people, you know, it's just, yeah. it's fun to see the nostalgia, but I'm excited for like you to watch it with your kids because like, for them, for, for you to talk about things that they might know, you know, it'll spark a lot of conversations in the living room. Like, oh my gosh, you know, me and your mom, we used to use those all the time. We used to use the George Foreman. Your kids have probably never seen a George Foreman no. grill. And then they're going to, then they're going to do the viral challenge, which will be something on TikTok or Instagram. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh my gosh, dad, how do you not know what an accordion potato is? Yeah, like, exactly. come on, get with it. It's all over TikTok. Big so to see that bickering, it's yeah. just hilarious. That's How do you win? Is there, are there judges? Is there a winner? We have three judges. Um, and what's really interesting is that we actually use uh, judges that are uh, families that are generational. So like uh, Chef Kathy Fang and Chef Peter Fang, who are these huge restauranteurs in San Francisco, they own all these amazing restaurants. He's, you know, older. I would say, I, I don't want to say his age, but he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a very on the older side. Sure. And Chef Kathy is young and fresh and like hip. But they're they're a parent uh, father father daughter duo, and so to watch them like judge together, you know, he wants the classic, she wants something new. But then we have amazing guest judges that we bring in every episode to really take you back to that time and place. We got Jenny Garth from Nine Hundred Two and she's going to take you back to that year. We got Wayne Knight. We've got Greg Luganis, the most famous diver in the world, Love Greg. is on the episode for 1984 because that was the year he went to the Olympics. That's right. So we have, That's the, right. We have the 1984 Olympics that year, and he was on the Wheaties box. That's he so was. guess what? Wheaties is an ingredient yeah. that they have to use in their thing. So it's really nostalgic. And I think it, what it does is it takes us back to a time and place when life was simpler, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I think the world, I'm not a scientist, at all, but I think the world is actually spinning faster. Like it feels like <laughs> it feels it's just like moving. it. That's for sure. And yes. so this is going to take you back to like a time and place when things were simpler and yeah. it was easier. And I think people are really going to like that nostalgia when they watch. Absolutely. No, I'm liking just listening to it. I love Greg, by the way. I had the honor of playing him in a movie back in the day. That's right. You did. <laughs> that's right. Oh gosh. We're breaking the surface. That's based on his yep. book. He's uh, he's a great guy. Um, Switching gears for a second, I saw on social media that you dropped in on a high school production of Mean Girls. Were, were yes. you were you a theater kid growing up? 
Was I a theater kid? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Mario, come on, you've met me. What do you think it is? Play football? Where did you grow baseball up, field? by the way, Jonathan? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Okay. So I grew up in like as Midwest as it gets, and I was that that theater kid that was just at, <laughs> in every production of every school play of everything, and like that was the way I because like being a little gay kid in Ohio in the nineties, shocking, not the easiest time. Um, so like, I was like, well, if I do theater and I'm really funny and really good at it, I can get people to not pick on me because they think I'm funny. So like, that was my like device. So, you know, I was a theater kid. I was in probably 20 productions of high school theater. And so my heart for those theater kids, you know, like the drama nerds, yeah. I was one and I, I was I'm one too. drama theater geek. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like there's just something special about that. So they were putting on the, the play Mean Girls in Palm Springs by our house and the director reached out and she goes, Hey, they're putting it on, blah, blah, blah. Is there any way you would come and see it? And so I got to surprise them at the oh, dress cool. rehearsal and just walk in and they lost it. And it was so much fun. I got to give them, you know, some words of encouragement and just some exciting stuff that they, you know, I actually, of course, like the like micromanaging gay in me was like, Oh, by the way, I have notes. Here's a couple things. This line, you have to go up on it. If right, you want right. to laugh, like I'm giving them notes. That's but great. They were super appreciative and they loved it. And it was, it was just fun. Cause I remember being that theater. You were in theater, right? Oh yeah. I grew up in the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like you remember, like you would have people come and talk and yeah. being that like, you'd just be so excited all week. Like, Oh, so-and-so from Broadway yeah, is coming yeah. to speak to us or whatever. You'd be so excited. And that would leave such a lasting impression on you. And so I was like, I want to do that for these kids. And it was just wonderful. That's it was fun to meet the guy that played me because like, I, I was like introducing myself and he's like, I play Aaron. And I like, just like bowed down to him. And then he started bowing down to me and we're like, no, no, we're not worthy. So it was, it was just like a really, really fun moment. That's great for them, man. And, and last question. I know, um, you and your husband sold your house recently and you moved. Did you stay, yeah. did you stay in LA or did you leave town? We are right now with our, with traveling so much, we're, we're figuring out where we're going to move, but we're, we're going to stay in the area probably. But we, we also live in Vegas half the time too. So we're back and forth a lot. So right now we're, we're going to stay in, in Vegas for a while and then we'll figure out, figure out where we're going to, where we're going to go next. All right. Good luck with that, man. And I'm sure uh, I'll be seeing you at a con soon. Or, uh, <laughs> I'll see you at a con soon. I think I'll see you in an hour. Um, oh, are you going to come down? Oh, are you going to come out? <laughs> oh, okay. Then I'll see you in a minute. I'll see you in a minute. Always good talking to you, buddy. Listen, watch Battle of the Decades Wednesdays on Food Network. Jonathan, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, buddy. All right, buddy. I'll see you in a little bit. All right. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> okay, bye. On with Mario Lopez. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.